Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. Ecclesiastes verses from chapters 1 and 2. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under heaven. What a heavy burden God has laid on men. I have seen all things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless a chasing after the wind. I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether he will be a wise man or a fool. 
and yet I will have control over all the work into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a man may do his work with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then he must leave it all he owns to someone who has not worked for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All his days his work is pain and grief. Even at night his mind does not rest. This too is meaningless. A man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. This too, I see, is from the hand of God, for without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner who gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who handed over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. The epistle lesson is from Colossians 3 verses 1 through 11. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of your Creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for gospel. according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. 
And then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. We continue with our hymn in 730, What is the World Today? He saw a fisherman coming in with his catch uh, for the day, pretty early in the day. And uh, the executive asked him, what have you got there? And the fisherman replied, well, I have my catch of fish. The uh, American responded, well, I mean, you mean you're all done fishing? I mean, it's only 10.30 in the morning. Uh, I mean, you could go on doing that for the rest of the day. And, and uh, the fisherman replied, well, well sir, I, uh, after, what are you going to do after this? I said, I'm going to go back to my house on the beach. I'm going to have lunch with my wife. I'm going to spend the afternoon playing with my kids. And, and then we're able to watch the beautiful sunset on the ocean. But this uh, American uh, could not let it go. He said, you know, why don't you fish some more today? I mean, it's still early. You can catch a whole lot more fish. And the fisherman replied and said, uh, what am I going to do with extra fish? I said, well, you could sell it to your neighbors, you know. You could provide fish for the whole community. You could make a whole lot of money, too. What am I going to do with all that money? Well, hey, you know, you could open up a processing plant. You could sell and pack fish here uh, and sell it all over Mexico. You could sell it in Mexico City, Guadalajara, Cancun. You, you could make even more money. What do I need? What do I do? What, what do I need with all that money? He says, well, you could go international. You could sell fish all across the world. You could go to uh, Moscow and Tokyo and Paris. You could be a very wealthy man. Well, what am I going to do when I'm, getting, when I'm wealthy? He replied. America was just exasperated because obviously this guy just didn't get it. You know, uh, he says, when you're wealthy, you can retire. You can have a house on the beach. You can have lunch with your wife. You can play with your kids and watch a beautiful sunset on the ocean. Just didn't get it, didn't he? He had it already. 
You ever find yourself running and striving for something that seems just out of your reach? Only to realize that you need to stop and take a good, hard look at what you already have. You ever feel like that hamster on the hamster wheel, you know, of running and running and going round and round and round, never getting to where you want to go? Well, my friends, hop off the wheel. <laughs> Celebrate the blessings that you have been given. But what is it that gives our life meaning? Well, let's consider uh, uh, some different aspects of that word meaning today. Uh, but first, it's the negative one, meaningless. Worldly aspirations are meaningless. It was back in 1984, uh, Wendy's ran a commercial that produced one of, the, one, of the, one of the funniest catchphrases, if you might, some of you might remember it, it's that the three elderly women standing in front of a hamburger uh, and a huge bun, they take the bun off, there's this little hamburger in the middle of it, and, and one old woman, perceptive, was able to see beyond the obvious, and she asked, where's the beef, right, where's the beef? And it quickly became that catchphrase, but uh, and since that time, it's it's been an all-purpose phrase uh, because it's questioning really the uh, substance of an idea, event, or product, basically asking, is there anything substantial here? The question persists, doesn't it? Many people ask the same questions about life. They find themselves sandwiched between birth and death, and unfortunately, they often find themselves uh, in, a, in a sandwich without substance. Uh, sandwiched with nothing, struggling to find identity, struggling to find meaning in life, they ask that question, where's the beef? Where's the substance here? Back in the Old Testament, there was a man by the name of Saul, king over all of Israel, a man who by human standards had everything that human heart could ever desire, uh, certainly everything the carnal heart could desire. He had everything, he had wealth, he had power, he had prestige, he had women, he had success, he even had wonderful God-given wisdom and insight. He had everything. He had it all. It could be said that Solomon lived life in the past life, so much so that he placed his faith in the Lord sort of on the back burner of life. But at the end of his life, he seems to have come around. He is the author of this book of Ecclesiastes. What is his assessment of all that he accumulated and accomplished? Meaningless. Meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Utterly meaningless. The Hebrew word for meaningless in our text is the word hevel. And now uh, you're going to get a little Hebrew lesson today. Uh, it's, it's on the cover of your bulletin if you have that there. Uh, and, and Hebrew is read from from right to left, so it's opposite how we normally read, and and so that that character on the uh, on the right is uh, is an H sound, right? Uh, the, the, sometimes it's a little bit of let me throw it on heaven. Uh, uh, the middle character is a B, uh, B or V kind of sound, uh, and the squiggly one on the left that's an L sound. Hevel, Hevel means uh, emptiness, vanity. Something transitory, something unsatisfactory. Hevel is like the breath that you see on a cold morning as you exhale. Uh, it sits there for a little while, right? And then it sort of disappears. And if you think about it, it's an accurate description of really all that we have on this earth. Everything that we accomplish as mortal human beings, it's like that little 
puff of air that appears for an instant and then it's gone. Primarily, it's those things that pass away more or less quickly and completely and leaves either no result or no adequate result behind. Therefore, it fails to satisfy the mind of man, which naturally craves for something more permanent. The Apostle James observed the same thing in his New Testament letter, speaking to people with big plans for investing and, and doing business and making money. In James 4, he writes, What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Sebel, right? Uh, we have that name for what King Solomon experienced meaningless. Now, teenagers have the word for it too, right? Whatever, right? Uh, or even college students take classes about it using big words to describe it, existentialism. Uh, adults go through this too. You get that little midlife crisis, you know, you wonder what's going on in your life. All people are in a quest for purpose in life. But really, their purpose. Many have concluded that there is none. Uh, that, that everything is hopeless, that this is all that there is. Uh, I think I've used this before, a comedian Billy Crystal in the movie City Slickers. It's a take your dad to school day kind of thing. Uh, and then something snaps in him as he's talking to this uh, group of uh, school kids. And he says, value this time in your life, kids, because this is the time in your life when you still have choices and it goes by fast. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything that you do. The 20s, they're a blur. 30s, you raise your family, make a little bit of money, you think to yourself, what happened to my 20s? 40s, you grow a little pot belly, you grow another chin. Uh, the music starts to get too loud, and one of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother. 50s, you have minor surgery, you call it procedure, but it's still surgery. 60s, you'll have major surgery. The music's still loud, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear it anyway. 70s, you and your wife uh, retire to Fort Lauderdale, you eat dinner at 2 in the afternoon, have lunch around 10 a.m., and breakfast the night before. You spend most of your time wandering in the malls, uh, looking for an ultimate soft yogurt, and muttering, how come the kids don't call? In the 80s, you'll have a stroke, and end up babbling to some nurse that your wife can't stand, but whom you call mom. Any questions? Wow. Not very optimistic, is it? Now, we might think that it's sort of a negative view of life has no place in our life, let alone the church, but it's here in the book of Ecclesiastes, isn't it? Believe it or not, we're all in, in, in search of happiness and fulfillment of life, aren't we? I mean, if we look around us, we see a culture that struggles, a culture that is attempting to try to define human existence, but it's a culture that has a hard time defining anything. A culture that asks, does my life have meaning? But a culture that's afraid to ask the tough questions about life. A culture that's afraid of nothingness. A culture that's afraid to be honest about itself. A culture that's desperate and it needs answers to the tough questions of life. What is true happiness? What is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of my life? Meaningless. Meaningless, utterly meaningless. How true it is that you and I struggle and strive and sweat trying to get our hands around that chevel, right? That vapor, trying to grasp that empty puff of vapor that eludes us and vanishes into the air. Worldly aspirations are meaningless. But there is meaning in life. 
Thankfully, as Christians, we know that there's another dimension to our lives that, that goes far beyond these few short years on, on this earth. We have been given the gift of a Savior who has rescued us from this empty, meaningless existence. And he gives us a promise of an existence that has meaning right now, but also a promise of an existence that has meaning that continues on into eternity. My friends, it is only Jesus who gives meaning to our lives. It's not money. It's not stuff. It's not drugs. It's not prestige. It's not cars. Our Savior Jesus Christ came into this world of empty, uh, meaningless aspirations to rescue us and to restore our meaning and purpose in our relationship with our God. Jesus' innocent life stands in our place as our righteousness, in the place of our disobedience and our sin. The blood of Jesus shed on the cross cleanses us from our sins, even the sins of greed, even the sins of striving for empty ambitions. You see, without Jesus, all that this life has to offer, whether trouble or trial or earthly joy or worldly success, without Jesus, it's just a prelude to condemnation. Without Jesus, we're born, we live, we go for all we can get, we go for the gusto with all of our might and striving, and then we die and we leave it all behind. Think of the person with that heart when they face Jesus on Judgment Day. With that kind of heart, a heart that's turned in for itself. We've offended God with our selfish, greedy ambitions and self-indulgent lifestyle, and apart from Jesus, we'd spend eternity separated from God. That's what life is like without Jesus. You live, you die, you're judged, you perish. Meaningless, meaningless, ugly meaningless. But with Jesus, our lives have a completely different perspective. Paul captured it in our reading from Colossians today. Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, that you will also appear with him in glory. My friends, our purpose as redeemed children of God gives dimension to this life as we love our Lord, as we serve our neighbor, and as we live for eternity. The real meaning of our lives is found in the fact that because of Jesus, we don't live out our days on this earth in meaningless pursuit of material wealth. We have been given a treasure, a real treasure, a treasure that will be ours for all eternity, and that treasure is Jesus. Because when you die, even when Bill Gates or uh, uh, any other billionaire dies, you're going to have the exact same amount in your bank account. Zero. Because it's no longer yours. It'll go to someone else. And after death, you will still possess the greatest treasure that you could ever be given to human being, the riches of Jesus Christ, the gift of eternal life, a room in your father's house, the right, to pray, the, the right to praise and glorify the living God before his throne for all eternity. There is meaning. Jesus gives meaning to our lives. But also our lives are meaningful, aren't they? We celebrate the riches of a meaningful life with, with others, don't we? Our families, our fellow Christians, God placed people into our lives who are very dear and special to us. And they're more precious than any material thing we might acquire. 
Just think about it. What do you remember most from your childhood? I think a lot of people would say the time that you spent with family, doing family activities. You know, I also appreciate time with other Christians, either a small group of friends or a small group of Bible study at times, uh, other members of the family believers. And if you don't have much of a family, then this, fellow believers here, become family, don't they? The problem is we still keep trying to get our hands around the chevel, right? The vapor. And it seems like we get uh, older too quickly and wise too late. At the end of our lives, looking back at time gone by and opportunities missed, I can say with certainty that a lot of people, uh, I doubt that a lot of people are going to say, I wish I had spent more time in front of my computer. I wish I had spent more time watching television. I wish I had spent more time at the office away from church and family and working long hours to make more money. In those moments, most people wish they spent more time with their family, their kids, their Lord, instead of getting wrapped up in the things of life. Later on in our text, uh, Solomon observes, a man can do nothing better than eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat? find enjoyment. Is Solomon saying eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die? No, not at all. But he's simply telling us to get off the hamster wheel. Quit spinning and running and dreaming and scheming for the future. Just stop. Stop and smell the roses, the coffee, or whatever you want to smell, right? Stop and smell the blessings, uh, uh, see the blessings that you've been given. Stop and celebrate the treasure you've been given in Jesus Christ. Think of the meaning that you've been given in this meaningless world. You have the gift as a believer in Jesus Christ. You have the gift of immortality, eternal life, and an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, fade, that's been kept in heaven for you. You have the forgiveness of sins bought with the Lamb on Calvary, uh, Calvary's cross. You've been, you have the righteousness of Christ to cherish as your everlasting treasure. You have a beautiful, redeemed people around you with you to cherish and celebrate that precious treasure. You have a God who loves you. You have a, a God who graciously provides for you what, everything that you need for your body and your life. Stop. Stop and celebrate these gifts that you have from the hand of a gracious God. He's the one that gives meaning to our otherwise meaningless lives. Worldly aspirations, they're meaningless. Only Jesus can give meaning to our lives. And in Jesus Christ, we celebrate a meaningful life with other Christians. So go in that power and peace and go with that meaning that God gives to you because you are his. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.